everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Karen and Toss. This is the podcast slash YouTube channel where I, your host, Karen and Heinz, film critic and journalist, speak to film creatives around the work about about around the world about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. And today, this is uh, one of my interviews for the 2023 New York Asian Film Festival. And today, I'm joined by writer and director um, Aldar Shibanov to talk about his film Mountain Onion. Hi, Aldar. Um, this film is about basically about this journey um, between two siblings, a young boy and a girl who basically go, I think, on a journey to find their family in, in a metaphorical sense, but also this um, is a, has a very, I think, a very nuanced discussion about masculinity and gender and how people perceive relationships between men and women and what makes a man a man. So we'll definitely get into that. But first of all, thank you, Aldar, for joining me today to talk about your film. Yay! <laughs> thank you for inviting. <laughs> yeah. So um, be, um, before we begin the talking about the film, I of course I always ask my guests to say a bit about themselves and what got them into the film industry. So for you, Aldar, talk first about um, were becoming a filmmaker in Kazakhstan and and like what led you to this path that you're on now? Uh, I think. Uh, I first I I graduated from architecture academy, but uh, uh, during that I started to work in film industry as a uh, assistant of production designer. Hmm. So that uh, helps me to get into the cinema. And then my uh, in the same time, my mother she worked in industry, uh, and I helped her. And then my brother, uh, he goes. To, he went to the film school uh, to become a, a DOP. So mm. that, that's when we, in 2010, we start to make our short films together. But we don't know know much about the uh, story plots and all those things. And then I start to develop that part. So yeah, uh, I think, and I go, went through a lot of some uh, workshop programs, some labs, and. Now, yeah, and since that, uh, it's 2000, in 12 years later, I start to <laughs> make my, I, I made my first feature film, so yeah, it was a long right. time. <laughs> so, so film is in, is basically is a family industry, it's you, your mom, and your brother, so that's pretty interesting, and you all work in different parts of the industry, can I ask what it is your mom does in the industry? Uh, she started to work uh, also as a production designer, but Ooh. then she became more like a producer and mm-hmm. writer. Oh, okay, cool. Does, does she perhaps work with you on your on your film? Was she perhaps work, um, as a producer on Mountain Onion? Uh, yes, yeah, she uh, she been a producer and my co co writer uh, during that uh, Biennale Cinema College program, which we okay. uh, which gave us a grant grant mm-hmm. for the for the film. So yeah. I think that's actually pretty cool for many reasons, but more, I think, because she worked with you on this film in particular, and I'm going to ask you about this because, as I mentioned at the beginning, the film, uh, Mountain Onion, is about this um, 11-year-old boy, Jabai, and his sister, Sania, who are, their family is in a kind of an unstable state. Like, there's the dad who is trying to build this house for his family. He's made a promise to his wife that he's going to build this house, and but he feels emasculated because the wife doesn't really believe in his promises anymore. And she's, she makes these very slight comments about him not being a man and that, you know, not, and he also ends up making a lot of statements about what makes a man, you know, like the whole no crying, men don't cry, all of that. And so I love to know what you, like what, first of all, working as a son with your mother on a project like this, because it does talk about the parent 
child relationships and the mother child and mother son relationships. So first talk to me about that. Cause I think that's such an interesting, um, I think input to have on a film like this because she's a producer, but also co-writer and she's your mom and she's guided you um, through all of these years as a, as a filmmaker. And like, she's the reason you're, you're making films now. So talk about working with your mom on this project first. Uh, I think that's tough. <laughs> And uh, but uh, even uh, that film is more like uh, it's it's more light, it's more bright uh, story because my previous short film, which was most successful, uh, it's Sex, Fear and Hamburgers, uh, which has been selected for the Venice Film Festival in 2018. Uh, and when I gave her that script, it was uh, like uh, when it was in text, she said, well, uh, why do you give me that such a text? Because uh, during the text, it looks like some kind of porn. <laughs> but <laughs> when it became a film, it's more like artistic thing, which focuses yeah. on the story, which uh, on inner world of the characters. Uh, but here uh, on Mountinoni, it was quite interesting to develop that story with the mom because she gave me some perspective from the parents' uh, side. It was e easy for, for me to understand their... I don't know, uh, motivation, the goals, especially as a, uh, for the mom character, for the uh, Lasta. Uh, and I don't know, we, we can, we pushed each other and she was some kind of that engine who gave us power to move forward. Mm, yeah, because I think it, for a film like this, because um, it's mainly male-centered. So there's only like two main female characters, which is the mom Lasta and the daughter Sanya. So I think it's important to get that female perspective of masculinity as well as parenting and also of children because women have a different relationship to children than men do, you know, like people always say, people always assume that women have a more motherly um, affection for children, but that's not necessarily true because all women don't like kids <laughs> and all and even all mothers, even though they love their kids, like kids can be exasperating and frustrating. I know I frustrate my mom. She frustrates me too, but I know I, <laughs> I frustrate my mom. So like, it's important to get that kind of perspective. So what did you learn about how your mom looked at being a parent um, throughout, while you were making the film that you were like, perhaps you were saying, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, sometimes that happens because uh, she, sometimes she she was I, I don't know uh, because it's very tough. Uh, it's very I don't know some kind of magic when you're like creating something uh, from nothing, from the idea, and you should make a film and you should uh, I don't know uh, get all the exact uh, right. Uh, persons like production designer, some other uh, exec, uh, some executive producers, and all. Yeah. This. And it's uh, and Yulia, she was the person who can, I don't know, see the whole picture. Uh, that that's what why her, I don't know, uh, previous works as a production designer, as the architect, also uh, she can see the whole picture and she know what what's necessary and what we can. I don't know, uh, sacrifice for for the time of money. Uh, so, and also uh, she's more experienced person in the storytelling because she worked on the drama more uh, than me. Uh, yeah. And uh, also because my brother sees also was a DP on that film and mm -hmm. was uh, one of the producer. And it's sometimes she managed that uh, I don't know, fight between 
us between uh, other crew members. <laughs> I think that she she was a mom for the whole crew. Yeah. I think that was, the, <laughs> but some sometimes it was uh, some strong uh, mom which can, uh, I don't know, which can punish you. <laughs> sometimes she, which can give you candy or something. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like at the next family dinner, I will bring this up again. Um, <laughs> but now talking about the film because the, like we're mentioning, like this is a film about parents and children. So this film, it's not magical realism, but it's it's a it's a child, it's a adventure. You know, it's a it's a story about these about these um these siblings going on an adventure to China. They think that China is this place where everything is possible you can literally get anything and one of the things they want to get and what they think is possible is finding this cure for their for their dad and they think that if they find this cure, which is viagra so we got to talk about that but they think that if they get they don't know what it is but they just know sure. it's something that's supposed to make men be better men and you know and they believe that if they get this magical pill and this medicine to make their dad seem more like a man in their mom's eyes that that's going to um keep the family whole, you know, that's going to keep them together. And it's such a, I think it's it, like, I think the way you have it is like, you keep that childlike innocence about it because it's just these kids. They have no idea what these adults are talking, talking about. They're just seeing like from a very simplified perspective. But for us as adults watching this story, we get, we can see that this is a story about how society and families feed children, the ideas of what makes of, of, of what makes a man, a man, you know, and like, saying um you know you know like a mom saying you, you're not a good provider and the kids are in their head thinking but we're pretty fine you know the kids they don't they're happy with what they have but the mother is she frustrated she's like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and then for the dad he's like i'm trying my best but my best isn't good enough so i want to talk about you i want first to talk about the, that those three aspects of the film like talking about the child like innocence of the of the character of the children but then the a grown-up nuance and perspectives that 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 underlie everything else because i think like it kind of reminds us that children only really do see the world the way they want to you know whereas for as adults like we have to see like you mentioned like seeing the bigger picture you know being able to see like consequences for actions and all of that yeah right uh because basically that's the plot of the story is the kids want to uh, start to when they see that uh, parents act like kids uh, mm -hmm. so kids uh, want to become like adults for them and try to fix the parents marriage so the, the they want to buy that uh, find that uh, magic pill to fix uh, which can save the marriage or save the and uh, that's the main thing uh, but uh, under that it's the also you mentioned about gender stereotypes which can also uh, which our parents and society gave us during the growing up and that's what we try to i try to develop and talk about with the audience because it's uh, that's why it called stereotypes because it's it's what the i don't know the the big um, part of the society uh, follow but it's not that like uh, the the law it's Yes. Uh, you, you should uh, at first you should listen your inner voice uh, to understand what's 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 good for you and then to um, or maybe you can just uh, you can listen uh, what people say but uh, you should make decision following your inner uh uh voice so that's that's basically what i want to talk what we want to develop uh, what we want to talk about with audience and um 
about innocent. Yeah, sure. That's I think that's the main thing which we want to also to talk about. You should be fair and how to say uh, to be clear with the kids. Oh, with the, anyone, but especially when you are um, oh, when you when you have a kids when we are growing, uh, you should uh, because kids uh, they can feel your when you're cheating and when you're lying, mm -hmm. they are so like the detector. And uh, when I worked with the kids uh, who played in that, when I gave him a script and I started to, um, I I tried to be with them fair also when they ask something, but most of them know what's that, uh, some boner or other stuff because they are 11 years old. They yeah. Start explore that sexuality and thing but they know uh, some exact what that happens but they know as as you mentioned about that Vi viagra can uh help uh, the uh, male become stronger or something uh so that's that's the basic thing uh, and especially not with the kids only in your in the relationship uh, when you're family or with a couple you should be a fair you should tell uh exact what you think uh or you should share your pain all the thing so that's that's what we want to talk about that's what i try to reflect in the film because when you hide something when you are not talking uh so that's can uh, i don't know break the marriage yeah no like communication is important not be only between the parents but between the parents to the kids because like as you said like children are very intuitive like they're very they're very um, smart, you know, and while, as I said, they see things from a very, a very simplified um, way, that simplification lets them know something is wrong. They don't have to, they don't, they don't know exactly what's wrong, but they, they can pick up when something is wrong in a marriage, you know, or with the relationships around them. And they're just like thinking this needs to be fixed. They don't need to know that dad broke a promise to mom and even if they do they don't have to understand all the nuances about you know about marital commitment and all of that they just know that this is a problem that needs to be fixed well for adults like they we got to go through all of the all of these steps you know to fixing the problems and kids are like it's easy just talk you know but and so like the kids are kids are very intuitive like i've i've worked most of like I've been around kids most of my life. I've worked with kids and kids scare me with it, with how intelligent they are. And also how, um, uh, and how also they're very, they're terrifying. I love kids, but they're terrifying because they, they see things the way we don't see things. And like, I've, and they, they can say things in the most unassuming way, but it's like, I'm like, that sounds like a threat. I've had kids tell me they would eat me because I look like chocolate, but <laughs> that's a different story but but they're very smart and like that comes across in the film because like Fasania and Jabai like they're like we have to get to China and they figure out a way to get to China you know like they hitchhike they don't see the dangers of hitchhiking but they're like this is going to take me from point A to Z and I'm going to go and take that path to fixing this situation so like they're very intuitive that way but I'm um, another thing that you mentioned that I really want to talk about is how is about the sexualization of kids like Yes, they understand sex from a, a very rudimentary position. But another thing that I think your film really does teach is how adults introduce children to sexuality and sex from a very early age. You know, like they take away that childlike innocence with regards to like that dynamic between men and women. You know, like kid people are, are like adults make very suggestive comments to kids and they're just like, oh, talking about the size of Jabai's um, like penis, you know, are the, are the other kids. I'm like, you don't need to be discussing these things with kids. But this is something that adults say 
in a very throwaway manner. And I'm just like, that can cause problems for him. Like from beginning now, like he's becoming very more self-conscious about his body in a way that he didn't. So talk about that aspect, I think, of the film, because I think that's something that isn't really discussed in films a lot. Because like in the what 80s and 90s, there were a lot of films that showed children, not even t- like 17, 18 years, but like preteens, like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year olds talking about sex and engaging in what we would call sexual acts. And it was treated as very matter of fact. And I'm just like that. Now our society that that we're what we're boomers. I'm a boomer. But that's that's that that generation has so many issues now with sexuality. And you see how it's affected us like these years later. So talk about how your film, I think, very um, in a very nuanced way, talks about how adults sexualize children and treat and introduce children to sex and sexuality at a time they don't need to know um yeah that's 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 interesting because uh i think also it's a part of the to explore your sexuality is a part of the life uh and to talk about it uh, even with the kids but you should uh, choose the right uh, words uh, or uh right way to talk about but Mm -hmm. you don't need to hide something or i don't know uh, transform it to the like uh talk about uh unicorns and all that stuff uh, like it's magic no it's the, the like it's it's some kind of magic but uh yeah. it's uh, more like you should be straight uh, you should be uh uh with with them and uh also it's maybe that's something which uh also uh, was interesting for me during my childhood because i remember with the same age or maybe younger with my friends we uh a friend of mine my neighbor he he had that some kind of a book with about sex uh, mm. which mom gave him she gives him and uh we we went to him with the, all my friends and just looked through that and then we ran around the uh, the apartments just to i don't know so we have a lot of uh <laughs> energy yeah <laughs> And we played that cards with the with naked girls, and uh, we 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 explored that thing a lot during our childhood. I think that's maybe that 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 stuck in my mind. Uh, yeah. And later on, during the uh, teenage uh, th- times, uh, I also thought about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's very important not to hide it. Yeah. You need to if if. Especially if your ch- child asks about it, you should, I don't know, take you should take your time and just discuss something uh, that. And uh, that's what I don't like when the people uh, have that. I don't know, some they ashamed to talk about it, especially with the kids. That happens a lot. Uh, I have a lot of my friends who who, who said that I never want to talk about about pregnancy or something with uh, my uh, girl uh some friends and other they and that can bring you to some consequences like the with the problems uh, when they get pregnant accidentally or something so that's why you need to talk about, uh because if you don't uh that someone on the street mm-hmm. can talk about them and they can give them some not necessary information about that yeah they'll learn about it from the wrong people and in the wrong way right like the parents should obviously be talking about and making being i think the other thing is not being ashamed of your body like a parent's job is supposed to make children feel comfortable in their body let them be able to talk about their body and the changes that they're going through but if parents don't talk about it like parents will like they can engage in like physical affection and all of this in front of their kids 
But then when it comes time to actually talking about it with their kids, they don't do it, you know. And then like, um, I'm not sure how it is in um, um in Kazakhstan and like in Russian stuff, but like in even like now in I'm I'm originally from Barbados, so I learned my mom talked about us about this stuff with me and my twin sister and with our older brother. He's ten years older, so I didn't really have to worry about that part. But in secondary school and in primary school, we were talked about to this kind of stuff about this kind of stuff you know we, we we learned about um sexual reproduction about the sexual body and everything could possibly because i also went to an all-girls school so it was a more comfortable setting but now like so many people don't want their kids to learn about sex and sexuality in school but they also don't want to talk to their kids and it's just like you're leaving kids like where are they supposed to go because our bodies and our sexuality all this is a intrinsic part of who we are how can you not teach them about their own bodies, you know, like, and then you have, as you said, you have kids who grow up and they don't know how to have safe sex, you know, they don't understand like how the human body works and how periods work and all of that kind of stuff. And then you have boys who also don't know anything about the female anatomy and like, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, and also about this, said you said you should accept yourself, you should accept mm -hmm. your body. Uh, how how you could could not like your body, love your body because it's your. There is exactly. no else because it's. And about this, uh, even the words like you mentioned about uh, they cannot take uh, say word sex, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, it was some during the audition uh, for the film. Some kids could not. They change the line uh, with the, uh, uh, Uncle Vita. Uh, mom had the sex with Uncle Vita. They uh, change it to some other words. Mm. And I said you should say that because it's it's what the line is in the your line in the film, and uh, he laughed, but he keep just switch it to another world. So that's why it, it, he's all also affected with that stereotypes that you cannot say that. But it's I don't know. It's natural. It's it's uh, it, it's science word. <laughs> scientific word um and, but we talked to know about the sex and the whole and identity and sex but i want to also talk about a, a, something that is tied into that but from more like from the um the female characters like sanya and her mom i noticed her mom is like her mom is very worried about sanya being like a girl you know she doesn't want her to be like what we would call a tomboy you know yeah. she wants her to be more girly she doesn't want her to be rough and tumble and she also doesn't want her to be exposed to the sun like she mentions about uh, her skin tone and the mom she uses all of these creams on her face because she wants to protect her skin and like the actress that you cast is very I, first thing first kudos to you and your casting director because the um the the two actresses that you got to play the mom and the daughter look so much like i was wondering if they really are related um because like they're like mini me there's like a mini and a mini me like they were so well cast but the mom she's very pale and slim and slender and tall and she has like the blonde hair and she's very fierce so like the for the mom she wears all of these things like wants to get home at night to protect her skin but then during the day she also wears like this um basically like a pink baklava so she doesn't get dark you know and like that kind of speaks to i think colorism and the whole identity the whole idea of feminine beauty you know fat to be a really beautiful woman a woman must be tall and slim and fear she can't be um, burned she can't have the rootiness that the boys have you know she can't look like a boy so talk about that because i think it's interesting for you as a male director in particular to address this issue of of femininity and how women perceive themselves as feminine and how they put that onto their daughters but also then how men perceive feminine beauty you know it's like which is the opposite of the men like the boys and the men can be tanned and dark whereas the women got to be like the complete opposite 
Uh, yeah, about the casting, uh, it's the no, they are not relatives. Yeah, but they looks like uh, it's mother or sisters. Yeah, but it's our casting director uh, Leila Sizdikova. She made a good job uh, mm -hmm. during that because it was it's very difficult when you have the kids and the parents in the film when you, you and they should have some similarities. Uh, yeah, and uh, about the. That thing, I want to mention for the first, but yeah, they they because she have the stereotype. The mom she, she had the stereotypes about the how you should how the girls should talk, how they should wear uh, you know clothes. Uh, but on on another side, she, she as you mentioned, she's like a tomboy, the Sanya, and also mom uh, acts like a most strongest person in the whole film, like. Uh, because she had that how how uh, one in one um, some one journalist told me that uh, she wrote the, in the article that that the only person who has balls in that film is uh, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and uh, about the stereotype I think that's uh, that's why uh, how uh, my mom Julia she and my co-writer uh, she helped me with that how to develop that character. How to reflect uh, that stereotypes, which affects from which uh, I don't know follow from mother to the kids and uh, go uh, later to the another generation, next generation. Um, yeah, I think that's a big thing to sh to show that in how in honest because it's diff. We are uh, some uh, not difficult. We are some complicated person, and on. On one hand, we can be the strong, and we can show that we can be like a fem feminist. Uh, but on another side, we can reflect that uh, and say it about the uh, stereotypes. We can to the our kids, like for the mm. sign, so don't talk like that because girls don't doesn't talk like that. So I think that's the basic thing to show. I, and the same thing about that. Uh, uh, masks and all the thing because they moved to the uh, countryside from the city and she kept uh, some uh, like rituals. Uh, she keep doing the things she want to keep her beauty as she see. So yeah, yeah. And I thought it was really interesting because I like for a lot of for women, whether you're dark skin like me or like you're like white or of different different ethnicities and races, like colorism is a very big part of how we are told to uh, like um view ourselves like you know the darker you are the more unattractive you are so but then like there always comes a point where we have to as we were saying from the beginning be comfortable in who you are and a part of that has to be with comfortable in your own skin with the the color of your skin and being like confident and saying like there's nothing wrong with getting a tan just wear sunblock but there's nothing it, but you know like there's nothing wrong with the mom looking after her skin but then it's also like she could be not unconsciously making her daughter self-conscious about the way she looks you know and like while well, she wants to have just this childhood playing with her brother and her brother's friends because she doesn't have any female there's no other female children running around it's all just all boys she wants to play with them she's not she doesn't want to be concerned about how she looks you know she just wants to have fun but the mom is just like don't 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 mess up your skin and all that so like it's again talking about unconscious bias and how again parents can subconsciously make have have their children become um, uncomfortable in their own bodies and in their own skin. And one of the things that I thought was really, um, that I've been talking again about masculinity and about fe um, femininity and also relationships and family dynamics is the house that dad is attempting to build 
Like of something that I love, one of the some of the scenes that kind of made me giggle is like every time something would start to go wrong, a block would fall from the the wall. You know, I kind of read it as like the family is beginning to slowly fall apart and crumble because they're not fixing what's supposed to happen. The foundation may be there; they had a good solid foundation as a family at first. They were happy, but they moved to the countryside and like everything is starting to crumble. So I love that you put in that part of, especially for the production design in it because this is a physical representation of the their family's um um dynamics at the moment like a house starting to fall apart not built it's not built very well at all like those bricks were like that's not that's not working <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah that's 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 the also we try to find some uh i don't know some symbol of the family some symbol of the marriage which mm -hmm which fallen apart and that's we found that house because they why that's why would they move to the countryside because they want to they kids to grow up in some more organic uh uh atmosphere because more like with the good food with some uh, fresh air because especially my home city in almaty there is a huge problem with the air Uh, the mountain we around surrounded our city surrounded by mountain because of the that car pollution and all the factories uh, it's a, a huge problem with the air and that's why they moved to that countryside more closer to the chinese border and um yeah uh, so that house is what they started to be because it was some uh, i know that's a lot of some programs some government programs with mm. which can give you the some space some earth uh, where you can build something and they start to build because and they start to build from that uh i don't know how to say uh, it's some from everything what they have around <laughs> oh you mean from just like the ground like yeah the, the bricks were like made from like grass and like the mud yeah. which is like natural um which yeah. is like old houses and everything was built first you know but He did that clearly does not have any kind of architectural training. He doesn't know how to build a house. And it's like, I I know how to kind of like, I have the kind of foundations because like we have built our house back home and stuff. And it was like, you do not know how to make bricks. You do not know how to lay foundation. <laughs> but it's like, you you want to, like he the intention is good, but the execution is terrible. <laughs> sure, that, that's how, that's what happens uh, during the marriage when you get mm -hmm. married because you don't know how to, uh, uh, uh I don't know, sometimes parents give you some kind of a, not rules, I think, but uh, there's no one who can give you the map uh, or the plan, that uh, blueprint, how to build your marriage. <laughs> so yeah. you, you develop that during the uh, during the, the time. So I think that's the, the why to not that able to reflect that. And good, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's a good thanks for our uh, production designer who worked on that, who created that uh, part, who, and, uh, and, and, and who, who captured that. Yeah, um, I think we have time for one more question. So one of the things I also want to ask you now is, um, like so one of the because the, this film is so very family centered like it talks particularly about this family but one of the aspects of the film that i think that i found really entertaining is the the community like these people are all very um they're all very weird but in the weird and entertaining where like you know like you don't know what any of these characters are going to say what they're going to do 
And like, you know, like there's these two guys riding up and down the highway. I'm like going where? I have no idea. But uh, one of the scenes that was kind of funny to me was when like there's finally this fight between um, um, the dad and the mom and uncle, Uncle Vitya, who is like this kind of this. He's kind of like a usurper, you know, he comes in and the mom is like, she's like, he can give me what I want. And there's this fight. But then like the people pull up chairs. And they're like, oh, we're going to finally get an entertaining show. So, but I think, but it's kind of funny to me that no one tries to stop the fight. You know, for them, this is entertaining. But it's, I think to me, I saw it as like, this family has to solve their issues themselves. No one can really step in. (laughs) No one can really help them. No one can really step in and solve this problem for them. And I think that's kind of the way it is for families because, the family can only be fixed if the family wants to be fixed, you know, like if they don't want to work together as a family, which like, no, I'm thinking about it is the whole point of the very last scene where they're on the tri bike, getting the bottles and everything together. Like they can't work as a family if they don't put the, the actions behind it, you know, if they don't have the intent to want to fix it, if they don't try to communicate and yeah. talk to each other. So um, so talk about the community members and how they interact with these with this family because the community is like hilarious. <laughs> you mean you mean in the film in the in yeah the... in the film in the film yeah yes uh, I think that's that's a uh, good point about uh, that only if you have intention if you are uh, both sides in family have intention to communicate to find a solution of the, of the crisis uh, and. I, I I have a question also for you. Do do you think uh, did they find this? Uh, did you I don't know. Did they go through that crisis? Did you find the solution at the end of the film? Or? I think they did. I think they're beginning to find their way to 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 resolving resolving their issues. Like they're they're at the first step. You okay. know, they're making that effort like the mom like before she wanted nothing to do with um the dad collecting the bottles like you know like this is something that he's doing to like provide money for them but at the end she's like we'll do it together you know before she would stand and watch him try struggle you know and struggle to help do these things but she but but i think i think the reason she didn't want to help him is because it seemed like he didn't want to help himself like he didn't want to try like for instance there's a couple scenes where he's trying to build a house and he has these two guys working on the bricks yeah. And you can see that they know the quality of the bricks is terrible, but he's doing yoga. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, why are you here doing yoga? Why are you not actively building a house, right? So it kind of shows that he's kind of living in his own fantasy world where he thinks everything's just magically going to work <laughs> out. But anything that frustrated her, she was like, you're not putting in the effort. She's like, you have the intention, but you're not putting in the effort. So yeah. by the end, she realizes that she also has to help him because the family can't work with only one parent putting in effort. She has to help him as well. So I think they're on that step to Ooh. resolving their issues. <laughs> that's cool. So that uh, that seems that uh, the film at the end gave you hope that it was that that's that's interesting. Yeah, about the, about the other character about the society. It's uh, I also try to reflect our society because it's very some uh, if another side of this uh some different and uh funny characters around me maybe that's that's i'm also talking about i'm trying to reflect um society and the people who surrounded me that's Mm -hmm. how the story uh creates Uh, and that's uh and that's the great idea because uh, which you mentioned that's only 
you the society can maybe show you some problem or can uh, uh, mention you some issues with your no, no, with your partner with the, your own mm-hmm. only you uh, or in charge of what's happening in the with with your family with your kids and all the things so i think that's uh i think that's the good thing because the society should help you if you only ask to help them yeah so uh, if no one asks so no one screamed that help me please <laughs> they just start to fight in, in that scene but uh you have the police which came and uh yeah <laughs> so, it's yeah. really useful <laughs> <laughs> right in society the police generally i'm like what are, what is the point of the police they're like pr- to protect and serve i'm like to protect and serve who exactly so yeah <laughs> i'm like that was a true representation of the police yeah. <laughs> um so i think we is it, it ooh, i have jen hasn't stopped me yet so we can go on um so um oh one other thing i did want to talk about the character of um There's this little girl. Well, no, she's not little. She's about she's a teenager and she comes in. And I thought her I thought she was actually a very brilliant um insert into the film because it again, like talking about male and female um perspectives and how men per- we, before we were talking about how men perceive themselves and how women perceive each other. Um, but I think she's a good character of how like men how men do perceive other men, but then showing that women can exceed expectations that men have of them you know like because she comes in she's kind of like a ninja and she comes in and she fights this guy and like like um jabai um automatically assumes that this has to be a guy because he believes that only guys can fight like this and then it's revealed no it's actually a girl and he's like wait and he has kind of this i think is a very small moment but i think he's like he's realizing you know what i shouldn't really basically be judging a book by its cover it's never safe to assume to know anyone basically just on what you assume their perspective their perspective is so i talked about her because she was unexpected and she was just like this little like just this little um she came in and she left but i think she's she i she i did she added this this moment for for jabai where he realizes um you know like girls can be girls can be badass too you know yeah yeah that's that that's why uh That's a great question. Uh I think she that character is the main I don't know one of the main uh, I don't know experience for the Jabai during mm. the during that road trip. It's that's as you mentioned it that you don't need to judge by the the first uh, impression is or by the look. Uh if the it, that girl can be a better that girl can fight uh, better than you. That's Maybe that's why he fall, falls in love with her because she's a strong person, which he also he wants to be, and maybe together they can be her more stronger. <laughs> But uh, I I think it's also the good example of uh, how that's uh that shows Jabai that uh, it's not what you're thinking. Of. You don't need to judge about the. Facade of the person because how the father he so he thought that father is the strongest person but when he saw that he's crying uh, he think that everything is falling apart but at the end of the story he understood that that's not the basic thing that's not what you what makes you the male 
uh, are you crying or not? So that's also not the, what girls, um, what make you female or girl. Uh, it's not that you're fighting. Uh, oh, uh, are you acting like a girl or not? And maybe that's uh, when he starts to, um, how to say, uh, accept her, his simply his sister Sunny yeah. that, that he can act uh, like a boy and that's that's okay he can be the tomboy yeah because he he was kind of like he would make fun of um Sanya like the way like his friends did because again she's a tomboy and they have this this idea that girls are supposed to be soft and feminine to them anyway they think that femininity means being soft and dressing in like skirts and all of this where like again they're young but also it's like grown men have this misconception of what femininity is like they have this idea of femininity being a very specific thing whereas um like the same thing like gender and gender identity is a spectrum femininity itself is a spectrum you know like you can be tough and still be embrace your femininity you know like so yeah, that, like, that's what that a character hoin reflects because uh at the beginning she fights like a boy and he dressed like a boy and then she dressed uh, changed dress and she more like girl with that uh thing with the flowers on the hat mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's what we also try to show sorry for you no no it's fine because no it's true because it's not only that but then also i think it's there's you mentioned the bad crying and that's and it's all tied in like i just love how all of these things are all interconnected in your film in the script like the dad crying like again they see crying as a sign of weakness but crying is not a sign of weakness like for me when i'm like super truly angry i cry because if i if i can't punch something i'm gonna cry (laughs) so like people always have and like crying is okay because i think crying is about showing vulnerability and again this is this whole and i even put it in my in my notes like men what me- the thing is men have this idea of what they think masculinity is because it's supposed to appeal to women this is what women want in men but i think it's more about what men think other men should be like you know it's like women want a man who can cry because we like to know that he can be vulnerable and crying is an expression of his feelings you know and like, if you're sad cry like you're like that's what your body is telling you to do if you're hurt cry that's what your body is telling you to do but they think they're like they're and they're saying oh this is what women want in men like no this is like what you think you this is what you think that women want and this is what you as a man believe how other men and boys should behave you know and it's like no and that and that causes so many issues that's where you have like you have like toxic masculinity and it can start from very young which is what you're showing it starts from very young and then we see the grown-up version in like the in the men around them you know and the and the thing is (laughs) and the thing is you kind of just suppose that with of the physical idea of masculinity you know like the dad is very slim he's very he looks very frail and fragile but he has the strongest punch um he has the strongest punch you know and like he he kind of like defies people's expectations of what strength is and he has that emotional resource i think i like also how you explore that idea of masculinity and strength you know like he he's strong he has a strong punch but he also has a very weak body like his poor back his poor knees um but i think we have to we have to wrap up now so um thank you um so i want to ask you for you like um when at the end of i always love to ask filmmakers at the end of their projects what they learned about themselves and about the making of film so what did you learn about yourself after making this film and like how it changed your your idea 
of like gender and um, femininity and masculinity, or even maybe perhaps your relationship with your mom and your brother, having worked on a film like this with this particular concept? Uh, I think I start to more like accept myself, hmm. uh, some weaknesses of mine, uh, because that's the part of which, which uh, that part which I can develop maybe more to be more strong person, but that's a part of me. But uh, from side of the relationship, of the relationship with the family, it's uh, because we make it together. Uh, I think the main thing that we're sometimes it's really tough uh, to work with them uh, and with me for sure. But it's that's what the family is the, because no one can help you. No one can I don't know understand you more than your family members your parents, your uh, siblings, and that we can create something together. Oh, oh, I don't know. We can create something bigger together, not mm. if, if then uh, if we will work separately. I think that's, that's the main thing. Yeah, family is like the best and it can also be the worst, but I think it's like really special that you got to, <laughs> that you got to make a film about family with your family. <laughs> um thank you so much for joining me today Eldar. this was a great conversation and congratulations on the film and showing it at the festival thank you <laughs> thank you so much um i think that's it i saw gin singling to me in the background so <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much have a good day hey thank you so everyone thank you this is so everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode of Caroline Talks. Today, I was joined by writer and director Eldar Shibanov to talk about his film Mountain Onion, and which is a uh, cooking, strange, and dairy, and I think an extremely relatable and very smart film about um, gender, gender misconceptions, identity, family. Like you know, what do you want your family to be? How can you make a family work? And, um, you know, learning about yourself and finding yourself in the strangest situations and making, making it um, basically and, make, and making it through strange situations. Because life is funny. Life is funny and weird and unpredictable. And I think this film is like that. It's funny, funny and weird and unpredictable. And, um, and I appreciate Aldar joining me today. And I appreciate him taking the time to speak to me and sharing his perspective on the film and just sharing a bit about his culture through this film. And, um, and I hope he, and I wish him the best success. What am I saying? And I wish him the most success and like congratulations on a successful showing at the festival. And, um, and I wish him future festivals to show his films at. And um, you can so like congratulations to, to him again and um you can find this episode in video format on my youtube channel that's youtube.com slash at sign carolyn underscore heinz that's h-i-n-d as in david s and you'll find other interviews for the new york age of film festival as well as past tiff interviews as well as a couple i did for the toronto japanese international film festival there and um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok using the handle at CarrieCNH. So that's at C-A-R-R-I-E-C-N-H-1-2. Find links to all of my written work, that's interviews, film analysis, film reviews, op-eds, essays, what have you, on my R3 page, that's A-U-T-H-O-R-Y dot com slash Carolyn Hines. And you can also find links to my work 
in my pinned tweets for on my Twitter page. I'm not calling it S. I'm calling it Twitter, no matter what that man says. <laughs> um, so I think that's it. So until the next episode of Caroline Talks, everyone stay safe. Bye. Mm-hmm.